Hey guys, Candace Eisner here. This week I wanted to talk to you a little bit about how unimportant education really is. Welcome to Life Beyond the Massage Table, a podcast for massage therapists, or really anyone who works in health and wellness. I'm here to help you take a look at your business and practice in new ways, to think outside the box, and to shift gears from the same old stuff that isn't helping you build the life and the business that you really want. Let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome to another Monday here on the podcast. If you listened to that intro and it made the hair stand up in the back of your neck, don't worry, I'm mostly kidding. I do believe education is important. I think it's something that, you know, all of us um, should strive to have within our means or even try beyond our means. Try to find another way to make it happen if you can, if that's absolutely possible for you. Um, But uh, no, I'm not talking about general education here. I'm not talking about, you know, sending your kids to school and all that stuff. What I am talking about, however, is the whole idea that massage therapists in particular are undereducated or that you need to continue your education once you've finished your massage therapy diploma. Um, Whether you need to go on and do something different, that kind of topic. Now where this topic comes from is kind of two things. One is that I've noticed a pattern amongst my peers, my former massage therapy uh, colleagues, people who are in other careers as well that I know, you know, it's not just healthcare. It seems to be just something you see a lot here in Canada and in the U.S. is people, you know, you graduate college or university with a degree and then you keep going back and getting extra degrees or extra diplomas or you switch careers into something else. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing whatsoever. Um, If that's something that in your heart you really want to do, I mean, after all, I switched careers and I've seen many other people switch careers. There's nothing wrong with that. You can totally make it happen. You do you. But what I do want to give you some food for thought about is whether or not it's actually necessary and whether whether or not you're kind of just grasping at straws and going, well, I'm not making enough money or I'm not happy or whatever it might be. I'm going to go back to school and that will fix it. Like, I think that that'll be the magic thing that will fix it for me. Maybe that's not actually your external thought pattern. But if you really dig deep into it, you might find that you're just sort of holding on to school as a crutch. So that's one thing I'm noticing. And the other thing I'm noticing is, you know, people talk a lot about how massage therapy is only a diploma and it should be higher education than that, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So I wanted to talk about both angles of that, uh, you know, from my own personal perspective. Now, again, you know, a quick review. I am a former massage therapist. I also have a bachelor's degree of science um, in uh, biology and physical geography, basically environmental science. Um, So I do have, you know, a background in formal education for sure. I went to, by the way, to a community college for my massage therapy education rather than a private school, which for those of you listening from outside of, say, like Ontario or outside of Canada, really, that that won't mean anything to you. But what it means is that I went to like a publicly funded school that had like very strict requirements in terms of, you know, uh, 
terms and, you know, you had to take extra things outside of your program, yada, yada. It wasn't like the private schools where you could, you know, it was mostly focused on only the massage therapy education and not these extra requirements. So I've got a lot of formalized education under my belt is all I'm going to say about that. And uh, I also, as you know, I have switched careers into something that I didn't take formal education for, but instead I've educated myself through uh, various online courses, through talking to my peers, through simply practicing what it was that I wanted to do, um, all that kind of stuff. So I have a bit of a different view on this education thing than maybe some of the currently practicing massage therapists might have, maybe, um, or that other people in other professions might have, again, maybe. So that's why I wanted to tackle this topic this week. So let's first talk about a little bit about that, you know, whether or not massage therapy should be a degree program or diploma. I'm not going to throw my hat into the ring and say it's one or the other because it's definitely not because I do definitely see why it would be a good thing. After all, for you guys who are RMTs, you know major players such as insurance companies and the government would take massage therapists more seriously if they had a degree program. It's true, that's dealing with bureaucracy for you. Um, you know, it also is dealing with, say, uh, doctors who don't know very much about the education of massage therapists. You know, they just see that they have a diploma and they go, well, you know, why would I refer to massage when I could refer to physio, which is a master's of program? That just makes so much more sense to me. As well, of course, as I kind of alluded to in, you know, a few minutes ago, it's also helpful when you have a university degree because it has certain requirements that you simply don't get at the college level. You know, obviously I'm talking about Canada here. Um, the U.S. and other countries, your schooling is different, but university is a longer program with much many, many, uh, mech? What's the word mech? With many, many more requirements for graduation. Uh, for example, in university, you're forced to learn additional skills around writing, public speaking, professionalism, such as like being on time and what's appropriate to say in certain settings and um, dealing with somebody who is sort of like a boss because you're some professors you're more buddy-buddy with, but some it's really, truly more like dealing like with a boss. Um, and those kinds of professionalism things, it's not the same at the college level because I did both and I can tell you the college level, it's more like conferring with peers. Um, university, it's less like that. Um, university also forces you to stretch yourself um, because they have the required extra courses. You're forced to learn things outside your major. You're forced to learn about topics that you may never even have had any consideration for. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, you know, like in universe, when my university education, for example, so I was taking, like I said, a major in, in biology and geography, it was a double major. Um, so I was focusing on um, environmental stuff. So I focused on ecology on the biology side, and I focused on um, Primarily soil science and things like air photo interpretation and um, geographic information systems on the geography side. So in other words, I was sort of combining the two into an uh, environmental degree, thinking eventually I would go on and get a master's and uh, do like field research. That was sort of where I was planning to go with that. Um, those of you who have heard the podcast about my personal story about my career know that or at least mostly know that um but in university i had to take other courses 
Uh, I had to take, uh, I had to choose. I mean, you did have some choice, but it was limited choice. So I took uh, art history one year. I took political science several times for several credits. I took, um, uh, I took some physics and chemistry and math classes, um, some of them by force and some of them by choice, um, you know. You are forced to take other courses outside your major that are required by your major. So, for example, the math courses were a requirement. I, I admit I don't love math. One of my one of my dearest friends is was a math major when she did her first university degree, and I love her, but oh my god, not me! <laughs> don't don't love math. You know, I mean, it it has its uses absolutely. I respect it, but you know, I didn't. I wouldn't have taken the math courses if I wasn't required to. Anyway, um, what else did I take? Um, I took a geology course, even though geology was very close to what I was doing in geography. Um, there were a few classes that um, I took that weren't like required by my major. Um, so yeah, like I did have a really great time exploring these other, you know, paths that I probably never would have taken had I not gone to university. You know, certainly the art history course was the one that, you know, blew my mind the most. Um, it was a medieval history course, or medieval art history course of Western Europe, if I recall correctly. It's been more years than I want to say since I took the course, so I don't remember all the details. But anyway, you know, those are good things. Um, it's great to stretch yourself. It's great to go to university and get that experience for the professionalism and all that stuff that I just talked about. But let's talk about the fact if it's actually needed for massage therapists. So on an individual level, the answer is no, not really, because each and every one of you can have a very successful practice and career without having a degree. You should know this by looking around at your peers, you know, maybe you personally feel and I'm not saying I'm not saying you the listener is specifically feeling this way, but maybe you do. Maybe you feel like you're floundering and like, oh, my God, you know, I, I you know, I don't feel like I have enough education. I just don't feel like I know enough. I'm totally floundering here and, you know, I'm hurting. But you must look around at some of your peers and see that they're really successful. And, you know, a lot of them don't have degrees either. Yes, some do. Some of them, this is a second career, or some of them decided to do a, a bachelor's degree first and then went to massage therapy school. I knew plenty of people who did that. But, um, you know, if you look around, you know that you can be successful without having a degree. And you can also go on to do a lot of different things if you don't want to massage forever, even if you don't have a university degree to quote unquote, let you do that. There are many things you can do with that massage um, diploma that you have and, and the years of experience you will get and the CEU courses you will take, which by the way, is a separate topic completely from what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about taking CEUs. Those those are important. I'm talking about more formalized, you know, getting a bachelor's degree, getting a di new diploma, switching career paths, that kind of stuff. This is what I'm talking about, just to be extra, extra clear here. So you don't need a degree from a university to let you, you know, switch paths, switch streams as a massage therapist or switch into something else. You know, you could go and I know people who did this. You could um, decide that massage is not for you and go and apply for any full-time job that does not require you to have a very specific degree. There are plenty of administrative or uh, even like marketing, social media manager. There's all kinds of things that they don't specifically care what you took in school, depending on depending on the job listing, of course, but they don't specifically care what you took in school. They care about how much experience you have. So 
Um, if you have worked in the past, say, and as administrative assistant, you could easily get, well, not, I shouldn't say easily, it depends on where you're applying, but you could apply and get jobs doing that. You know, you could become, say, like, um, assistant at a dental office. Actually, my sister-in-law just did that. She's trained as an esthetician. So that's not massage, but so she's trained as an esthetician and now she's working as a dental receptionist, right? So you could do that too if you decided that you didn't want to keep doing massage and, you know, it appeals to you to to do some other kind of work. You know, maybe just being at a desk all day would be more comfortable for you. Yeah, you could totally do that. You don't need to go back to school for that. Um, you know, and another, another train of thought here is that as society, we've gotten too obsessed with this idea of formal education. I think that's why I see a lot of my peers and my friends going back to get another degree, another diploma, signing up for another course that isn't a CEU course, etc. Because society's pressuring you and telling you that you need to have this, that, and the other thing as education. We've gotten kind of obsessed with it in the West. Um, but life experience and hard work is still super important to any career no matter what the career so it's really important not to get too stuck on this whole idea of I need to get a degree in order to do something with my life train of thought you know you you are not stuck just massaging if that's not what you want to be doing you can go on and do other things without ha having a degree so another thing that I've seen is that I've seen a bunch of RMTs who didn't have a degree before doing their program, right? So I, I talked about the ones who have, but the ones who didn't have it, so they went straight into massage school or um, they never got an education for years and then went back to massage, uh, went back and did massage school, second career, whatever it might be. You know, so massage is the only di formal diploma you have. And I see them go back and they get a degree and say in health sciences or kinesiology or something relating to massage that isn't massage. And if you ask them why, they don't actually have much of an answer for you other than they thought it would open doors for them. But if you don't know what you're actually going to do with the degree, why are you spending the time and money on it? Right? Like, Simply getting the degree because you think maybe, sort of, it'll open doors for you, that makes no sense whatsoever. But if you have specific plans that require that degree, that's a whole other thing. So don't misunderstand me here. If you do plan to do something with a degree, like you're sw switching careers within healthcare, and I'm going to talk about that topic next week, by the way. Yeah, get your degree. Absolutely. So if, say, um, you want to apply for the physiotherapy program. Say that's something you really want to do, but it requires a bachelor's degree in order to get in. So you decide to sign up for a bachelor's of health science degree because that seems to align with what you already know as a massage therapist and what you're comfortable with. Great, absolutely do it. All the power to you. Good luck. I hope you do really well in the program. I hope you graduate from um, physiotherapy school with great grades and like have a fabulous experience in all your clinical practicums and all that stuff. So, you know, all the power to you. I am not saying don't do it. But if you're doing it just because somebody told you that getting more education is better or that you thought that it would somehow enhance your career, well, is that really the answer? You know, again, like I said, are you just grasping at straws because you want you know, to do something with your massage practice, but you really don't know what it's going to be. You don't have a plan. You're just kind of thinking, well, let's, let's, uh, let's get more education. The plan doesn't come first. 
You have to figure out what you want to do first, then you make a plan, right? Because it's not much of a plan if you don't know what the end point of the plan is. The plan is just, well, get more education and question mark, question mark. That's not really much of a plan. So let me talk about my own experiences because I am definitely talking from my own experience here. You know, I'm not just kind of ranting at you all um, without some background on it. So so let's go back to my years as a uh, new graduate with a bachelor's of science degree at a time that was very difficult. Um, it was 9-11 shortly after I graduated. Jobs were difficult to come by in my area for bachelor's of science. So what I ended up doing partly on the advice of some other people, was I applied for an environmental engineering degree at the same school that I got in my bachelor's of science degree. Partly because I thought it would get me a job in something that I really wanted to do, which was working within, like working to sort of help enhance the environment, help, um, basically help make the world a better, a better, cleaner, healthier place, basically. That's really what I wanted to do, right? Um, but, that didn't really pan out, partly because I was told I would get more credits from my bachelor's of science degree. My four year worked very hard for it, bachelor's of science degree. They only gave me maybe like one semester's worth of credits. So I would have had to take three and a half or four years of education in order to get that environmental science or uh, sorry, environmental engineering uh, diploma or degree. And uh I decided to go on and become a professional engineer and I did not really want to do that. That seemed like too much education and money for me. So, okay, so I'm grasping at straws here, still not employed in what I really wanted to do, which was help people, help the world, help make the, make the world a healthier place. Okay, so then I started working as a medical assistant because that's the job I was able to finally get. And it was okay. Um, for a while, it, it seemed okay. And then I ended up applying for a bunch of programs, trying to find the right fit, something in healthcare. Um, the doctors I worked with, some of them nudged me saying, like, maybe you should consider becoming a physician. Um, several of them said, no way in hell. <laughs> uh, maybe I shouldn't reveal where I worked and who I worked with, but uh, no, I'm just kidding. They were fabulous doctors, but it is a very stressful career. That's what they were speaking to. They were not saying they don't respect their own profession. They definitely did. It's just that it, it's a very stressful um, work situation. So they, some of them kind of nudged me away from it, but said maybe I would be an amazing nurse um, based on, you know, what I was doing and, you know, assisting the nurse there sometimes as well. So great and all, um, but I ended up in massage therapy as it seemed the best fit. And at the time, it was really wonderful. Please don't misunderstand me. Don't think, you know, I'm hating on the massage therapy profession. I'm so not. I still love it. I still have a lot of respect for it. It's just not the right career for me right now. But after I graduated that, I applied for a teacher of adult certificate program because I felt like I needed to get more education and I felt like I wanted to go on and become a massage therapy teacher of some kind, right? Um, whether it was like a clinic supervisor or teaching some program, teaching ethics, something like that. Um, then when that didn't really pan out and some of the things in my life changed so that going on and becoming a teacher of adults didn't seem like the right path for me, and I won't get into that right now, then I started looking into physiotherapy. I know, like, like, hold on, Candace, like you're going all over the place here. This is, this is real. This is what I did. Um, I started looking into physiotherapy. Now, 
I want to back the truck up here and talk about this was the early days of my practice when things were very stressful and there was a lot going on. This was not before I finally found my success settling into a niche and working with pregnant women and working with areas that I really loved. This is before I found that. This was when I was really grasping at straws and figuring out what I wanted to do next. So let's let's go back to what I was saying. So I looked into physiotherapy and I, I even went so far as to contact departments at local schools to see if I could get what I could get credit for and what I'd have to go back and take um, extra education at the bachelor's degree level in order to get in. And it turned out like I probably could have like worked hard and gotten in within a year. Um, just I had to take a couple of courses because my credits from university at that point were so old that they wouldn't accept them. And the, the ones from massage therapy, unfortunately, weren't accepted because they were at the college level. That's a problem I know that uh, fellow massage therapists have run into. Uh, it's just it's the way it is. Um, so that's one good reason why maybe having massage therapy be a degree might be a good thing. But anyway, um, then I looked into occupational therapy, same kind of issues, but it was something I was definitely interested in and strongly considering. And then because of my past, so I was starting to put the, you know, put the, the, the things together. So I was thinking I might want to become a doula and then go on and do the midwife program at Ryerson, um, which my husband even kind of nudged me towards. Um, because I had so much passion for women's health and pregnancy and childbirth. And it's still something that I, that I absolutely love sort of an aside here. Um, if any, did any of you watch the adorable baby story from Serena Williams and her partner? Um, I don't know how to properly pronounce his name. I think maybe it's Alexis Ohanian. Um, anyway, so cute the baby and I was like oh and I got like all teary-eyed and like I don't have kids I don't have plans for kids but this is still like a big passion for me is like women and children women's health helping women um, that kind of thing so yeah it's still something I really love even though I've moved on and I'm not doing that at all for a career now um, so yeah and if you haven't seen it and you love baby story type stuff go look for it you'll find it on social media and and Serena's uh, Serena Williams's um, website they they put a video there too it's super cute anyway back to the higher education thing let's jump back into that you know I jumped around I grasped at all the straws. I wasn't really sure what the hell I wanted to do with my life. I really wasn't. And so many of us are. And so many of us, that's why we keep grasping at this higher education straw, thinking that's going to solve our problems. And, you know, think about it. If I had signed up for even half of those programs, it would have cost me a lot of time and money. The only programs I actually ended up signing up for. Now, I did have to pay... Um, a fee when I uh, applied for but did not accept the position or maybe I didn't because I was a new grad anyway I think I had to pay a small fee when I applied for the environmental science or sorry environmental engineering I keep saying environmental science because that's basically what I did as a bachelor's um, the environmental engineering degree at Carleton um, which is where I went to university um, when I applied for that I think I did have to pay a fee and there was a couple of other programs that I applied for I didn't even mention <laughs> at college uh, shortly after I graduated with my bachelor's degree. Again, I had to pay small fees for that. But imagine if I'd actually done part of these programs and not actually finished them. Like imagine how much money and time and stress and everything what I would have spent on them. And you know, the ex life experiences make your life richer, but I, in terms of like actually, you know, being a, 
interesting and you know well-rounded human being but I don't know that that would have been the best idea in terms of my overall life um, because look at all the programs I almost signed up for and how different they were so in the end honestly I didn't need to be going back to school and I already alluded to this. What I really needed to do was two things. The first thing was look at my life and figure out what I really wanted out of my life. Not letting my career define me or whatever because you are not your job or degree or career and neither am I. You know, I did a whole episode on this topic so I'm not going to go on and on about that right now. But I think you guys get what I'm saying here. It's not about the letters after your name or what you do for a living or who your patients are or any of that. So to keep reaching for more education because it might help you or more education is better. No, that's not really true. You need to pause. You need to figure out what it is that you want to do. Take that time and then move forward. And the second thing relates to that. So if you're looking at what it is you want to do and you know that in your heart that you still love massage or whatever it is you do, then you need to think about where you want to take your career. And this goes into the whole niching thing that I have gone into in many episodes, so I won't talk about that that much either. But you will know that I was happiest in my massage therapy career when I had a niche that I was focusing on and I was seeing the patients that really made me the happiest, right? So... That's the key is you just need to look at things and go, okay, where do I actually want to go? Am I grasping at straws here or is there a path that I need to take? So there's my rant about that. So now I'm going to go back to should massage therapy be degree? Okay, obviously this is just my thoughts on this. I am no longer a registered massage therapist, as you guys know. So this is just my thoughts on it. Just giving you sort of um, food for thought from the out mostly the outside. I'm not quite an outsider because I am a former massage therapist, but mostly the outside looking in. Here's what I think about that. Maybe it should be a degree. You know, overall, I've talked about a lot of this. It would open doors for the profession. It would have massage therapists being taken more seriously at a lot of places. And that would be really great. You know, it'd be great if, um, a degree program slowly, but surely over the years allowed massage therapists to do more, say hospital work, to get more referrals and more respect from other professions within the health realm, all that kind of stuff. That would be really wonderful. However, you also do need to think about how it would affect your peers and whether or not that is really the best result for the overall profession, not just you and your personal situation and what you wish massage therapy was. Um, I'm going to give you an example here in Canada, and that's social workers. Um, You know, nurses are another example of this. Actually, there's a lot of examples of this um, where originally something wasn't a degree program and then it became a degree program and it caused a lot of issues. So in social work, I'm going to talk about this one because I know someone personally who has this issue. So I have a friend, I'm not going to name her. She got a social service worker diploma 20 years ago, and she's had the same job for many, many years. So she works essentially as a registered social worker, even though she isn't fully registered with the college because she is not a registered social worker. However, her job lets her do it because A, she um, 
a uh, she's got many many years experience and they know her and b she still follows all like the ministry guidelines and submits her reports and stuff so it's fine that she doesn't have a social work um, degree for what she does so don't worry this is not like a, a case of like someone doing work that they shouldn't be legally allowed to do she is legally allowed within the bounds of the agency that she works for it is fine however if she wants a new job she now has to get a master's degree, not a bachelor's, a master's degree in order to do the exact same job that she does now, or at least something similar, you know. She has hit the top of her pay scale and everything at the job she is at currently. So honestly, at this point in her life, I'm not going to say how old she is or anything because I really don't want to reveal at all who I'm talking about, but in this point in her life, she's decided she's not going to remain in the profession for that much longer. And instead, she's switching careers to something different, partly because she does not want to spend another, you know, however many years, let's say it would be six years getting a bachelor's degree and then a master's of social work, because she'd have to do both. She doesn't even have a bachelor's degree in order to apply for the master's degree. So RMTs do not want to end up in the same situation. It is not to say that social workers shouldn't have a master's degree. So those of you who are social workers and you have a master's degree, you know, kudos to you. And I do feel that that's not a bad thing for your profession. It's a good thing. You know, master's level of education teaches you certain things that are a great thing. Um, but you need to look at these issues when you think about the whole picture and whether something is truly necessary for progress because a piece of paper that says you have a master's degree or a bachelor's or whatever isn't necessarily the solution for your profession. That is all I am saying. You know, respect to those who have degrees, like I just said, that's great. You know, I did a four-year bachelor's degree, by the way, and I applied for master's programs. So, I get it, you know, I've been there, I've done some of that, I haven't done the master's program, but I've done that, you know. So it's a tricky situation, there's no right or wrong answer, even grandfathering is an issue, you know, again, I could go on about this, but this podcast is already getting kind of long for you guys. Um, I've been looking at the grandfathering issue with the uh, College of um, Psychotherapists here in Ontario because I have friends who are psychotherapists, including some that are trying to get grandfathered in. And it is not as simple as like, oh, hey, they can just get grandfathered. Just trust me. Again, I'm not going to get into it. If you want to know, find somebody who's a psychotherapist trying to get grandfathered in right now. Ask them what the process has been like and what happens if they don't get grandfathered in if their education is considered non-acceptable. Yeah, it's not a nice situation. So I'm not saying again that psychotherapists shouldn't be regulated. This is not what I'm saying at all. I'm simply saying when you're looking at these things, you have to think of the whole picture because there are many, many, many issues. It's not as black and white as, oh, hey, if massage therapy had a degree program, we'd have so many more opportunities. We should just do that. There's many more things to think about. And it's not just your own career path either. So... This is a tricky situation. One thing to think about, though, is if you had a degree program, it might give RMTs more respect in the overall picture, but it might not, right? It might mean more the therapists that are graduating are better qualified to write the board exams and enter the profession, or it might not actually do anything like that. So it's just stuff for you guys to chew on as you're looking at these issues. You're just someone who's looking at it from mostly the outside looking in. Just something to think about. So... 
Let's wrap this up for this week. Let's summarize. So should massage therapy be a degree program? A degree program? A degree program? Well, maybe that's for you guys to decide. Okay? Should massage therapists go on and get a degree in something after they graduate? Well, you probably know what I'm going to say. Like, what are your plans? Do you want to do something that requires a degree? If so, great. Or do you want to do it for the experience of going to university and you you can afford it, you have the time, you have the money, it's not going to be an issue? Those are really great reasons to go to university and all the power to you. Please do it, um, you know, if you can. But if you're doing it just because someone's told you that having more education is better or because you're thinking that maybe sort of kind of it might help your career path, well... You know, I have to tell you, you're heading down the wrong path if you don't actually have a plan for that. Because higher education has its place, but when it comes to working on your business, which is what I'm here to talk to you about, there's so many other things you could be doing with your time and effort that would yield much better results than simply trying to go back and get a university degree or a second college degree or whatever. So think long and hard about what you actually want to do before you jump back into school. And I think you're going to find yourself a lot happier with the end result rather than spending years on something and having it really yield no better than what you've started with. So there's my talk for this week. As always, uh, my inbox is open to you guys. If you want to chat with me about this uh, whole idea, or if you're thinking of going back to school and you just want to like toss that idea at somebody who isn't like, you know, your best friend or your partner, to somebody who's been there, because so I have been there. I Like I said, I didn't even mention some of the stuff that I consider going back to school for. Seriously, I have been there. <laughs> so if you want to talk to somebody, you know what? Hey, email me. Candice, C-A-N-D-I-C-E at Nixie, N-Y-X-I-E dot C-A. I promise I will reply to your email within a few days. I always do. Um, and I love to hear from you guys, actually. So if you have more thoughts on this topic, or if you think that I'm completely off base and I'm just shooting from the hip and maybe I should shush. You can tell me that too. I don't mind hearing that. All right. I'll be back with you guys next week with a little bit more about this topic. Next week, we're going to examine it from the idea of um, should you switch careers within healthcare? Hey, you guys, thank you so much for listening into this week's podcast episode. I really do appreciate your time. If you're new to the podcast, hey, let me introduce myself. My name is Candace Eisner, and I am a former registered massage therapist in the province of Ontario. I like to say retired registered massage therapist, actually, because it sounds a little bit more fun. Hey, Freedom 35! But let's be real here for a second. I'm not actually retired. I am retired from the profession of massage therapy, but what I'm doing these days is I am helping those who work in healthcare or fitness or wellness build practices and businesses that really align with who they are and what they want out of life. That is really my big mission. That is important to me. So if you head on over to happylittlebiz.com, you can read a little bit more about who I am and what I'm about and read some of my free articles that I have available. You can also keep listening to this weekly podcast. I'd love it if you did that. And actually speaking about that, if you do enjoy the podcast, if you find it helpful, I would be so appreciative if you would share this episode or share another episode with friends or relatives or other people you know who work in health and wellness and fitness so that we can have more people listening to the podcast. 
And the more people that listen, the more topic ideas or requests I get, the better the podcast is. It works out well for all of us. So you can just share this on social media. You can share it by email, wherever you like you want to go. Um, if you need a link, head on over to happylittlebiz.com. You can get a link to my podcast episodes there, or you can just link people to Happy Little Biz. That would be great too. So thanks again. I really do appreciate it. This is it for this week's podcast, and I will see you back here next week.